1: Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle joined by my co-host who's a little under the weather, but whose smile brings the sunshine. Mozzie. Daw. Oh, how's it going, man? Um I'm doing pretty well. I thought of that intro r- as I hit the record button. Um <laughs> wonderful. That, was, I, I, that sometimes they're on the fly, sometimes I have them ready. It's uh it kind of just depends on the preceding events, but um yeah, we're we're going to the weekend. I've got I've got to get a lot of stuff around, around the house. We're hosting next weekend for a delayed Friendsgiving. We always end up doing it in December, just after all the Thanksgiving stuff actually happens, but before it gets in, into Christmas. So we ordered a couch, you know, over Black Friday weekend. Did some real adult stuff doing that.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the Black Friday shopping. We we took advantage of. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Kind of slept most of the day. Not gonna lie. Did some uh, looked at some fantasy stuff. Looked at some uh, look at some game picks and stuff. Mm-hmm. We got a weird week ahead of us. We got a lot of weird matchups, games that are between teams I've never seen play before, or if I they have, I've blocked it out of my memory. Um, I think we're gonna have a lot of upsets this week. I don't know about you. I'm yeah. I think this might be a good upset parlay kind of week. Just from what i've looked at so far Mm -hmm. this uh this is one where i looked ahead at the
1: matchups and i was like oh gosh like these are some weird ones like (laughs) arizona and pittsburgh like that's you know we had that super bowl but we don't see that a lot um i mean falcons and jets rams and browns like that's the weirdest one for sure i think like some of these are just a little little odd so yeah, a lot, lot, a lot of cross conference, a lot of teams we don't see play a lot. Teams kind of on different, different directions. So we're gonna see some weird outcomes. Um, I mean, even like Detroit, New Orleans, that one is
0: still the same conference, but I feel like that one's gonna be a little weird too. So yeah, I mean, even Kansas City, Green Bay, unless you were alive in 1960 when they Super Bowl together like three times in a row. <laughs> um, wait, did wait. They wouldn't have even played each other, right?
1: Um, at that I'm going to be honest, I'm not a huge football historian on, like, the 60s.
0: We'll ask our resident football historian who, because <laughs> they were, like, the three teams that won at the beginning when they won when everything started. Yeah. But there was no AFL-NFL, or there was. There was no AFC-NFC. Yeah, it so. was just AFL-NFL. <laughs> So who the fuck knows? We'll ask <laughs> Jay Watt if they actually played each other or if they just won independently or what the fuck happened. But anyway, even that one's kind of weird. I don't see that match up a whole lot either.
1: Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be breaking these down as best we can. Uh, starting off with Miami at Washington. Uh, this one I do feel like we have a decent grasp on, um, at least in terms of Miami, just because they're going to face no resistance. Whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the total of 49 and a half is, is pretty, pretty juicy. I see you're over um, right no now. in the here by nine and a half. So injury wise, we know that a chance in, that's a big one. We've got some questionables with Javon Holland and lamb, uh, like Kendall lamb, which is important for the latter because arms is questionable too. So they could be down like a tackle and a backup tackle. They could have both. It's kind of a mixed bag there for Washington Manuel Forbes and Smith Williams are out, so even worse on defense. Um <laughs> Tyler Larson, their like actual center they want to have at center, he's questionable he may be coming back from IR. So that'd be a little boost. And um a random funny note I saw, they hired Jim Salgado as their new assistant DB coach. He was the Bills safety coach for six years. And then oh. was a Michigan State DP DP coach this this past season. So it's just a
0: random thing I saw. I'm like, well, the Bill Sapies were pretty good for a bit. So Yeah. For some reason the way his name came out, it made me think of Haas Delgado. <laughs> yeah,
1: Hostelgado. I almost like said Delgado as I read it. Um, <laughs> so what is there anyone on Miami you don't like? I guess is where I'll start.
0: <laughs> no. Um I think you could convince me of any Miami player to play in this game. Um I would say you would most want your your Achan, your Reeks, your Waddles. I really like Waddle in this one. Waddles my guy. I just really really like the way he's going to go right in between their stupid quarters defense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and just tear in between them i'm on like a waddle two-time touchdown score kind of game uh but i like everybody i of uh, i mean my score prediction for this game is um 56 <laughs> 34 <laughs> and that's because i do think washington also scores points uh miami did lose what's his name jalen phillips last week yeah that hurts and so i i with Bienemy and Howell and the guys they have on offense, I actually do think they're gonna put up points. It's just not gonna be like they're gonna need like an entire another quarter to match what Miami is probably gonna do to them offensively. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, you could convince me of any Miami player, and I'll be like, all right, Achan, yeah, Jeff Wilson, yeah, Mostert, yeah, Barrios, sure. I mean, fuck. <laughs> yeah so I was looking at like
1: defense? min price guys and like I don't hate like Barrios Wilson Smythe all of them so it's you know not ideal but if you really are needing the uh the savings in DFS it's not the worst option I I really want to get like to a uh reek Achan just to have like the highest concentration of absolute smash possibility because yeah like watch like Washington has been getting wrecked by like alpha number one receivers they've been getting wrecked in open space and like gets <laughs> <against> Miami <laughs> so I mean like the like the thing is like they try to keep stuff in front of them but then you've got Miami guys who one day have the ball are just insane and so it's yeah like, like I'm fine with anybody here like even a waddle too the tough part of waddles is does he get squeezed out on touchdowns but like he should get his looks for sure like I mean, reeks reek should smash the run, but both running backs are fine too for Miami. I I really think they're all going to smash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the fun part's Washington and and how we think they'll keep up. So what's, what's your kind of lean on them?
0: Um, Washington is interesting. I expect them to just sort of start chucking the ball pretty, pretty quickly, possibly by the end of the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do like B-Rob, just in terms of receptions. I do like Gibson in terms of receptions as well. I think both of them are actually playable. Um, Receiver-wise, it's a little tough to figure out who it's going to be. I would say that I still like Curtis Samuel the most, but... You know, Terry's going to get some slot time. Logan Thomas is going to get some in that seam slot as well. So I kind of am fine with them, too. It wouldn't surprise me if he took some shots to Deami Brown. He'll probably only get, like, three targets. Mm-hmm. But if one of them connects, he's going to be min-price, and that'll get, he's going to get, like, 14 points out of it. So, like, uh, I think a lot of Washington guys are also in play. I'm a little curious about Dotson. I don't know if he matches up in the way I would like. I don't Because I don't think he gets much slot time. I think he's more outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question I didn't know if you had an answer to is whether or not Ramsey and Howard, if they basically just take sides, that's kind of what I'm assuming they do. They just take sides of the field.
1: I'll, I'll pull it up and double check, but I'm 98% sure at the moment that that's the case um yeah they take sides so so what i was looking at with with the with washington is i was i was also on curtis samuel initially like he's got the pad of least resistance and especially if we're thinking miami gets ahead and Washington is playing catch-up then you have the aspect of like okay miami just wants to keep something in front of them and that also benefits curtis like we saw against dallas so kind of like a just a double a lot of a lot of the same stuff that applied to the dallas Mm -hmm. matchup applies here uh miami's fairly man heavy um, the benefit here now that we've got, uh, for, for Washington with Jalen Phillips out is, you know, a little less pressure, but there's going to be so many pass attempts that I think the Miami defense is worth noting just because of like, <laughs> there's going to be Turnover so many potential. dropbacks. Yeah. yeah. Turnover and sack potential. I, yeah, and Logan Thomas should also get a lot of looks just in that middle of the field. And, uh, with, so with, um, Dotson and McLaurin, it was kind of an interesting Thought experiment for me because Ramsey and Howard have not really been tested a lot lately. Like, since Ramsey's been back, like they've played, um, who, who what I had the list sitting out here somewhere, but they, they've not really been tested since Ramsey's come
0: back. Well, they've played, um, let the see, Raiders, Aiden O'Connell, and Tim Boyle, right? Yeah, um, did they, pl- did He did he play against the Chiefs? Yeah, and, like, they don't really have much in the receiver department, a ton, really, so... Because that, yeah, that would have been his first game back, was the Chiefs. They don't have a number one wide receiver.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And Um, I can't remember if it was was in the Patriots game or not, but, like, they've not been tested a ton on the receiver front. So part of it is, like, okay, like, has he been solid, yeah, but also has he had to perform, like, at a high level yet? Mm, You know, like, debatable on that, so I'm kind of like, okay... We, last time we saw him last year with the Rams, like, he was
0: getting cooked pretty frequently. Yep. So, I mean, I Devontae think, cooked yeah, like, with Aiden O'Connell throwing to him. Yeah, like,
1: because they, they, <laughs> the, the, Raiders, the Raiders have talent with Devontae and, and Jacoby, but aside from Devontae, they've, they've faced nobody. And, like, that's kind of where I'm at with it is Dotson and McLaurin are really good. Mm-hmm. So, I think there is a chance we see either of them also do well. Um, Curtis Samuel's the cheapest and has the easiest matchups, so he's gonna kind of be who I go to frequently. But like, if Dotson fits in, I'll be like, you know, like, that's fine. It's a he's little been getting tough, a but boatload of targets. Curtis Samuel, yeah, especially last week he got a billion just because they were playing catch up and getting pressured a ton. Th- this week there won't be as much pressure, so that'll help him help the outside guys a bit. But yeah, yeah. What did you have? Twelve, twelve targets. Yeah, he had 12 last week. I mean, McLaurin had 11, Dotson still had 6, so it's not like it was terrible. Logan Thomas had 4, so the ball's still going around. Again, they've just passed so much. Like, that's yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, looking at the this matchup, the pace isn't great, but this is by far the best, like, neutral script pass matchup, so, like, combining it all, like, even if the pace doesn't come out amazing, like, these teams both pass a lot, and Washington's gonna
0: have to pass a lot in general playing catch-up, so... I mean, I'm okay doing a lineup that is entirely this game, like an all-day lineup, because a lot oh, of the yeah. other games are ass.
1: Yeah, and like, <laughs> if, if you're playing to a uh, re Achan, like, you need some value, and Washington has value,
0: so it works out. Yeah. Uh, this is, to me, the game to stack, at least for now.
1: Yeah, um, there's one other
0: <laughs> I think is worth stacking, but mm-hmm.
1: it's it's two options, basically. So... <laughs> Um, and then I don't know if I'll play him at all, but I want to just honorary mention Gibson for, you know, pass catching
0: game script potential. Oh yeah. I, I think he is worthy as well. Like if you're doing a, like a nine players lineup with all of these guys, I think Gibson is one you probably want to have.
2: Yeah, it's I tough do think to... um,
0: a showdown lineup of this game, if there was one, I don't know. There might be sites that have that. Yeah, like you could show it on any game. It's just there might not be much for it. <laughs> right. I would be interested in doing like your quarterback kind of thing as Howell. <laughs> yeah, like I don't mind Howell as we can DFS just for the sake of like he'll probably hit 300 yards. He's so. going to throw it 60 times. Yes, he might take nine sacks and throw two picks, but he also might have 400 yards and three touchdowns.
1: so yeah it's it's gonna be a lot of volume um on the miami running back i just want to mention like how effective pass catching has been and like open field running has been against washington lately oh it's awesome like walker housed a big one or Mondre got some good work like saquon got two receiving touchdowns like running backs have been efficient it's just been juicy so like i really i want a miami running back so badly here but this is a wonderful game. We're going to move on to a less wonderful environment. We've got Arizona at Pittsburgh here. 41-point <laughs> um, total. Pittsburgh favored by 6.5. That's up a point from 5.5. Uh, I actually think that's here. too high. I am going to take Arizona to cover. Yep. I, I'm not sure. It like So there's a lot of injuries. So Michael Wilson Antonio Hamilton and Starling Thomas are all out. Starling Thomas is a corner, so it's just another corner they're down. Uh, Hollywood didn't practice all week, and he's questionable. So, like, if he also sits, that'd be brutal. But if I mean, if he plays, it's gonna be I feel like Joey Porter's gonna be on him a lot. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be kind of relying on Dortch and Rondell Moore for their offense, which you know, <laughs> decent, but not like what you want. And then I was like, oh, James Conner revenge game, but then I like I looked back and. Michael Carter's kind of eaten to his work in the reception, so
0: I'm like, I don't want to go there, so... Right. I'm not really interested in Arizona here. I'm not. However, I do think Kyler is an interesting solo play because of how many injuries they have and how the Steelers' defense works. There is the potential that this is just an all-Kyler game. Like, he might be all of the points for the team... Because uh, the Steelers are really good at a pass rush, but they are not. They don't really have someone that they can use to do the spy role. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of see Kyler scrambling and rushing a lot, and potentially just being like a really good running back this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I could can see that. Uh, Pittsburgh does have Minka back this week. It looks like he said he'll be back, so that's a huge boost right. for their defense as well. Yeah, that's big. I don't really like any Arizona pass catchers. I do think Trey McBride is in a fine spot. Yeah. Um, assuming he plays though. He's got a groin and injury and those suck. So Yeah, it looks like he'll go, but yeah, he's definitely my, my favorite
1: Arizona guy. He's kind of the only one I'd really want to use at all. Yeah. Especially like in PPR. But with Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. The running back should smash here. Yep. The the this, the hard part's yeah. the decision on who, but <laughs>
0: I I would probably say Najee. That's where I'm leaning. Um, but I wouldn't like I'm not against Warren either. Like I I think I just it's more of a sixty forty Najee to Warren split. They're both just facing no resistance. Arizona's run D is absolute dog water. <laughs> it um, is so bad, man. Oh my gosh.
1: It's they've been warm. getting gashed like for like ten, fifteen, twenty yard chunks a lot. And so, like, I, I'm looking at – I was looking at the guys who have done well. And so, like, Kyron twice, Singletary, Gus. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of more in line with Najee. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, Bijan, Jerome Ford, and Kiwi have done well. So, I'm like, okay, like – I'm not saying, like, Ward's then, but that's more in line with Warren. So, I'm like, well, like, <laughs> they could both be pretty solid. I'm fine with
0: either or both. I mean, if you're doing a, a showdown, I would do both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The, They'll lead into they're... each other, but, I mean, who cares? They're both yeah, they're, smash.
1: they're cheap too, like especially like on the main slate. So if you want some some discount as well, they're they're both solid options, I think. Yeah. And then uh I like I like Pickens a lot this week. Interesting. So um Arizona, like, they're missing multiple outside corners. Um they're zone heavy and then and Pickens has been pretty solid against zone. Uh has been crushing man, but Arizona's like is one of the most zone heavy teams in the league right now, just because they kind of have oh to with the lack of talent they've god. got. Oh my god,
0: their secondary is destroyed.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have Pickens against a bunch of... <laughs> it's kind of also Rands, I guess. So, it's just such a juicy matchup for him that it's hard for me to ignore that. And like... mean, I'm looking at five corners that are out for them. Yeah, they, they, they've they got nobody. On the outside. Like, they have their slot corner still who's been decent, actually. But, like, on the outside, they've got nobody's so Like, I still... I'm fine with Deontay, too. But it was just such a cake matchup for Pickens. And they're not really getting pressure. Like, these, they're going to have time to get it to Pickens.
0: Yeah. So. I also wanted to mention Muth. Um
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, I guess zone-heavy teams, tight ends definitely makes sense for sure. Yep.
0: Zone-heavy team, tight ends. They're running the ball a lot. So, all of those... Work together, and then on top of that, with the new OC, they actually started using Friarmuth. Oh, we got about a ton. He, yeah. So I think you can keep rolling with him. It's funny. I think that I was looking at some stat where I want to say with Canada, Friermuth had like less than five targets, three yards away from the hash. And they already matched that. To, Matt Canada was doing something really stupid. He was not targeting really. the middle of the field. Ever, Which yeah. was, like, what every other good team was doing this year. Especially when you've got Deontay and Friarmouth. Right. <laughs> and then as soon as the new OC took over, he, like, already matched his middle-of-the-field targets, like, in one game, so... Yeah, I'm good with Frye Muth again too. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say like a Pittsburgh stack just because I think the running backs will do
1: so much that it might be like, you know, there might not just be enough in general, but Right. I'm fine I'm fine with Pickens and a Pittsburgh running back if you, if you
0: want to do that. This would actually be a really funny showdown, because I would probably do Kyler, and then all Steelers. Yeah, just naked
1: Kyler. (laughs) (laughs) Naked
0: Kyler, and then... Well, she kind of runs around like a naked little toddler, so... Right? And then all of the Pittsburgh running backs, tight end, and then one of the receivers. Yeah. I might do that, just for fun. (laughs) Like a cheap one. Yeah,
1: again, this is kind of a weird game, but I think we've got a good feel on the matchups, but... (laughs) Moving on, we've got Detroit at New Orleans next. We've both taken Detroit. 47-point total, up a point from 46. Detroit favored by four. And this is a very injury-heavy game, especially for New Orleans. Um, it's a laundry list. So they are missing Marcus May, Kendra Miller, Rashid Shahid, and Pete Warner. Um, Olave is in concussion protocol. He's been getting limited in, so he's got to clear that. We'll know that sometime tomorrow. We're recording uh, Friday night. So I guess it'll be today when you hear this. Well... You, we may know by the time you hear this, it'll bitty. It'll be close. Um, and then their kicker's questionable, but he sucks. So uh, yeah. <laughs> he would him... be in
0: a really good spot. I wanted to mention that. Like if he <laughs> didn't suck, this is a really good spot for him. Like if he didn't suck.
1: Oh yeah, wasn't I mean the, the Saints in general have been
0: getting a ton of field opportunities, and they've literally lost games because he sucks. Like just an inept offense against a really bad defense yeah. at home in a dome are you kidding me this is like kicker heaven
1: yeah i wonder who the kicker is gonna be if he's not going um and also cam jordan <laughs> didn't practice all week but he's questionable so just another guy he might miss um and then for detroit uh anzalone doubtful and then uh jonah jackson's questionable he got full practices in this week though so that's always you know reassuring on on the line in front there but yeah they're just there's a lot of injuries for the saints. So I'm definitely rolling Detroit here on the, on the
0: road when. Yeah, I was like, I had Detroit winning and now I think I'm going with Detroit smash just so Pete. Okay. So the best part of the saints defense is their D line, right? And the best part of the lions lions offense um, is their O line. So, So they have their gonna suck like their best part of their defense isn't gonna be able to do much Detroit's gonna have their way with them Lattimore is out it's like Paulson Adibo's not bad but yeah they got like Yada and uh, Adibo on the outside still but like that's okay that but that's not great and I certainly don't want those guys matched up against like Jamison Williams or Amon Ra. uh yeah
1: Amon Ra's going to get a lot of uh, Alante Taylor in the slot
0: isn't that really good for Amon-Ra? Yes it is. So. <laughs> so like I'm I'm kind of on the Detroit cover smash play but I'll let you talk about it but I think you and I are both on the same page that this is actually gonna be a really big run game for Detroit
1: yeah so David Montgomery's kind of he's my my sneak of the week I'm gonna call it. I've not seen any mention of him anywhere. <laughs> um we this was a so, new orleans has been a weird dilemma for us all year on like if their defense is any good et cetera, et cetera. and it's pretty much like it's fine but it's not that great and good teams are taking advantage so and now they're hurt been, yeah now they're hurt they've been getting run on a lot we saw atlanta last week and i think atlanta is actually a good like facsimile here for detroit to look at like i think i use that word right i think so um like Atlanta's a good run blocking team that likes to run. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have that match with Detroit of like, okay, they run block well. They want to run. And they have the best adjusted line yard matchup this week in my sheet. So <laughs> I'm like, I didn't expect that. And then I saw that. And I'm like, okay, is that just Detroit? I'm like, okay, Detroit's, you know, one, one of the better ones on offense in that they are, um, they're the best, actually. But then I, I was surprised to see New Orleans, um, was actually pretty low on the list, uh, defensively. Let me sort that they are, uh, 12th worst. So they're, they're below average. They're not like terrible, but you know, there's this impression that they're good, but not really. And we're expecting Detroit to control this game. And especially all those injuries that New Orleans has, it kind of just compounds it. Like, you know, if you're missing Marcus May and Pete Warner, especially like the linebacker inside there, um, and if James Jordan's out, it's just not going to be much resistance. Monty's off the injury report. He's good to go. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty all aboard with him. Um, it's going to be tough for me to work him in in DFS just
0: because of everything this week going on, but I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. I, I like both of them. And it's funny because Gibbs and Monty do kind of remind me of Ingram and Camara <laughs> from very like a much decade that. ago. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, Now, I want to talk about the Saints for a second, because I'm going to hate this, and you're going to hate this.
1: Yeah, I
0: hate it. But Taysom Hill is probably the Saint that I want the most. He makes the most sense by far. Not only are the Lions kind of a tight end funnel, they're also really bad (laughs) against rushing quarterbacks, (laughs) So, like,
1: yeah. we're going
0: to get, when it's the red zone, it's going to be Wildcat Taysom, probably the whole game. Yeah, I mean, like, with all the injuries they have,
1: I, yeah, like, it's it's gross in that sense, man. But, yeah, I, I'm assuming Olave sits for what it's worth. I don't think he's going um, he to clear. If he plays, I love him, but I don't think he's going to play. Like, I want to add that in. Like, he, he's a great option if he plays, but it's a unlikely scenario, I think. Yeah, it's I like,
0: a concussion. I like... He has one day to clear
1: it. Yeah, I like Juwan Johnson, too, in that vein. He's been getting a lot of targets, especially this past week. And he's also, like, I I feel like they're going to go to, like, quote-unquote, two tight end a lot here and have Taysom yeah. and Juwan out there a lot because Juwan's a good path catcher. So.
0: It, they, dude, they might be three tight end. They might have Taysom Hill quarterback with Juwan Johnson on the left and Foster, well, Foster Moreau on the left and Juwan Johnson on the right. I mean, we could I'm see just some saying, Jimmy Graham action. Next. We might. There might be four tight end sets
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, they're they're gonna have to oh my god that'd be hilarious that's that's some raven <laughs> shit right there um they're gonna probably elevate marquez calloway from the practice squad i'm guessing because okay. right now like the only three receivers that are like if Olave sits they have a.t perry keith kirkwood and lynn bowden and that is it so like they're oh, gonna yeah. presumably elevate marquez calloway maybe maybe john trey kirkland but like with those receivers like It's gonna be a lot of tight ends out there, so yeah. um, And if Derek Carr
0: wasn't Derek Carr,
1: the problem is he's like he's coming out a lot in the end zones, like in the red zones. The problem because of Taysom Hill. I know. (laughs) So dumb. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like I I do also want to mention Alvin Kamara though on the PPR front, like especially with Anzalone out, that he's gonna get so many passes from Carr. Oh, definitely. Like I. (laughs) I don't know if he'll score a touchdown, but he might get like 14 catches. So that's 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 where it's funny. It's like on DK, he could still get you like 25 points just because of how, but he's gonna have to get the ball.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's true. It's not lovely, but it's a. Thi- it's there. <laughs> I don't know. Is he expensive?
1: Um, I think he was like seven two or seven three. I don't think it was too bad. I could be it's way not off. not bad at all. Uh-huh. The, pro- the problem is just all the other options this week at running back. Yeah. And there's another one we'll get to later with the value. Oh, never mind. Oh, he's 8-2. Sorry, never mind. Oh, never mind. Yeah. It's, l- it's a little tough with Mostert, like, at 7-3 and A-Chan at 6-9. It's yeah. kind of hard for me to justify it there. So, is there anyone else in this game? Like, anyone in Detroit, like, you wanted to mention, like, are you into Laborda at all?
0: I mean, I do like Laporta because he's just kind of worked his way into the offense reliably. Um, but and I I like when the tight end and running back like I I'm expecting a heavy dosage of the run game, so I like pairing those two together. But to be honest, I probably would want Taysom Hill as my tight end. Man, to, it's yeah.
1: t- tight end's kind of fun this week. It's like a week where there's actually like a lot of viable options. Like there you have, there like- are.
0: This is a fun week for it. You have it Kittle, is. LaPorta
1: Hill. You've got a lot of cheap guys with the injuries. You know, it's there's Jawan, of course, that we just mentioned. So a lot, lot, lot of interesting ways to go.
0: Um, New Orleans has a lot of some big tight end games as well. So, I mean, it makes sense because when they had Lattimore, their outside was just stronger. Marcus May is, plays more strong safety, so he's mm-hmm. a little bit more down in the box. but and he's out now. So, yeah, I mean they're just so hurt like Detroit's just gore should... much Yeah
1: Like I I I do like the idea I want to get some Detroit In my lineup in some capacity I'll still, probably like, Monty.
0: Send you a parlay That'll have an alternate spread Detroit Yeah if, if
1: any like I need I need to go Through bets I haven't done that yet I might just be a thing Where I cover Detroit on my On my bets and just get some Monty bets in there Right But anything else here before we go To one of one of the fuckery Games uh, no <laughs> all righty um oh i guess i want to mention it since i wrote it if you pick a one of these receivers i would pick keith kirkwood interesting because he's gonna be getting more slot time but i don't want to use any of them i don't really either um keith kirkwood's been there for a while yeah he, he's got he got some catches last week he's the one i could see car going to most but yeah i don't want to so anyway <laughs> probably enough time talking about keith Kirkwood. i think just like give him 20 seconds of right. fame uh but Chargers at new england next uh 40 point total Chargers favored by five and a half we're we're split on this one currently you're going to new england i'm going to chargers um <laughs> yeah. are you still going to new england with bailey zappy
0: um Okay, full disclosure. I still think the Chargers win, but I really want New England to to win and here's why. Staley should not have survived this long. and I've often felt like Belichick is an ambassador of fixing like the NFL's problems. Like he'll <laughs> take advantage of things that like loopholes that the NFL's missed and then point them out and benefit from it. And I just feel like the he's a force of the universe in this game. Like, he's going <laughs> to help us get rid of Staley. Because Staley should have been fired last year. He should have been fired several weeks ago. And to be honest, I think he is going to do the trolliest Belichick smirk game ever. I'm calling it. Because all he really has to do... Is double Khalil Mack and run Ramondre Stevenson 30 times. Like, I'm, I actually think New England might win this. And so I'm just going to pick them because I want him to help us. Help us, Bill. Get rid of this man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. The, the great,
1: the greater good part. That is kind of a funny point. Um, Yeah. I wrote Ramondre in as a smash. Like, Chargers have been getting wrecked by running backs and Ramondre is like, I mean, he's their best player right now.
0: <laughs> so. I still cannot get over the Chris Collins worth during the Chargers game talking about how their run defense is really good.
1: I know. I'm like, bro. And I'm just
0: like, what in the actual fuck are you talking about? They are one of the worst teams for run defense.
1: <laughs> They're so bad against running backs, man. It's something else. Uh, yeah, Romando should do well. It's, it's a great running back matchup for him the the line matchup's pretty solid it doesn't look amazing but the adjusted line yards they're, they're fifth this week on that and um i mean we've just seen the just look at the the chargers running back like fantasy points allowed history it's brutal I, I'll, I'll just pull it up so we can we can discuss
0: david the... montgomery had 12 carries for 120 yards against them so yeah so keaton mitchell last week bit, the 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 Ravens split it up. He got nine for
1: sixty-four. The, the Packers didn't do a ton. Gibbs got fourteen for seventy-seven and two. Monty twelve for one-sixteen, as you mentioned. Even even the Jets, the Brees got sixteen for fifty. Like they've been they've been getting bopped around. They haven't played a ton of like strong running back teams, hilariously. But the ones that like have any competency running the ball have been crushing. So, I mean that's gonna be the Patriots game plan here.
0: Yes. He is Um, going to try and Sean McDermott (laughs) Staley. And I think he might be successful. that'd be funny. Um, (laughs) On,
1: on the receiver for for New England, there are some injuries. So Demario Douglas is out with a concussion and Booty's out as well. Um, And then on their line, uh, Riley reef didn't practice Thursday and got a limited Friday. He's questionable. Um, And I think everyone else is probably good to go just because of playing last week. There's a lot of questionables, but he's the only one that stuck out as a possible miss. Um, so at receiver, we're looking at Devontae, Juju, and Taequann Thornton as the main guys, it looks like. Um, I believe Thornton will be getting the most slot time. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of two tight end and just kind of Devontae and Juju out there at receiver. So um, Juju's the one I would prefer there, but I think I think Devontae's kind of interesting too, too because we saw Bailey Zappi uh, go to him a fair amount. But I, th- I think I might just say go Hunter Henry in the revenge spot yeah. here.
0: But that's I kind think of the receivers are
1: interesting, at least.
0: I think it's going to be mostly Ramondre and Hunter Henry. Um, the receivers are in an interesting spot, though, because the Chargers' defense is ass. It's mm-hmm. like it's just terrible, top to bottom. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know who Zappy prefers. Yeah, like he 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 threw to Parker some last year. Is that's kind of the kind guy of I was looking at. Because the Chargers still have Asante Samuel Jr. He's eight. Um, but Dean Leonard, I think. And is Michael Davis? Um, let me pull him up. It was. So,
1: Asante yeah, Samuel, then they've got yeah Dean Leonard. And uh, it's um, Song Bassi in the slot, it looks like. Yeah, he, he's their slot guy currently. He's been kind of struggling. Um, yeah. I think I had Juju highlighted because they had put. I actually ended up putting him in the slot once um douglas got hurt because okay. i thought i oh, that's what it was yeah okay so i thought i thought they would have put Tyquan thornton in the slot but he got more time outside last week so they might mix it around a bit but they may end up going juju slot two and three receiver sets so i'm not, I'm not sure exactly how they're gonna sort it but that would make sense to me parker outside juju in the slot yeah, like put I Thornton think they outside. might mix Juju and Thornton around a bit on outside and slot, but Devontae be Devontae will be outside. They're not going to
0: put Devontae in the slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I don't know. I I think I'm calling the upset here. I don't. I it's just funny. It's man. It's
1: it's kind of a weird one. But on the Chargers side though, um, I didn't mention Austin Eckler specifically, but I think like there's no reason to dislike him here. Um, I mean like if the Chargers are controlling and winning, you should the ball a lot i don't know i don't think it'll be running but i think he could do well receiving a lot mm-hmm. um i like keenan allen to smash i mean the packs have been getting just bashed by good receivers in general especially <laughs> slot receivers yeah so and he's getting um who's their slot corner miles bryant who's not really been that good
0: so like he's gonna yeah. crush that matchup what's his name um quentin Johnston, and then, he's good to go right he's healthy yeah um okay he got hurt last week so i wasn't sure
1: yeah i'm pretty sure he, he's he's in um i don't think palmer's back yet that was kind of what i was looking at because like if mike williams ran i'd be like actually i like mike williams here but he's hurt so i'm gonna mention jalen guyton mm-hmm. he's gonna be my my preference over quinton johnson here just because he's better currently um <laughs> and he's and speed we, yeah, the speed, that's the thing. Like, we talked about for how long, like, speed can beat the Patriots. So It's
0: at least, like, five years. Yeah. That that's one of Belichick's weaknesses on defense is guys that are really, really fucking fast. Yeah, and JC Jackson sucks shit right now. So like, <laughs> He's if, so bad. I love it. <laughs> so, like, if Guyton's getting on him and getting
1: past him, like, he's got to have the opportunity. So, I, I have him in as a stream. He's pretty cheap on DK as well. So, I think he's an option to toss in. Um... And I have Khalil
0: Mack as a banger as well. Um,
1: <laughs> so dude, here's they cannot pass my block problem. Right
0: now, so. he, here is my problem with Khalil Mack. And it is pending one injury. Do you know who it is? Riley Reeve. It's Zeke. Because <laughs> when... Okay, so if the Chargers have both Bosa and Mack, then... You can only double one of them. But since Bosa is now on IR, it's just Mac. And uh, if Zeke is in, which I'm not sure if he will, he's questionable. But if Zeke is in, he can pass pro double with any of the shitty offensive linemen on Mac. And that will help uh, Zappi out a lot. Now, if Zeke sits, then I am probably going to just take the Chargers. That's actually my pending injury for them is despite all of them the zeke is kind of my <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my funny. game script I mean, yeah he,
1: he is a good pass blogger so
0: and um yeah. on when who's not bad trent brown is really good and that's your outside guys mm-hmm. so like there are things in the mix here for for new england i just got the memes of this game if the chargers lose this
1: yeah this 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 is a weird one um but anyway, next up we've got denver at Houston. I'm taking Houston currently, but I'm not sure. Like, I think they're just overall better and they're at home, but it's a tough one. So 47 and a half point total. Houston favored by three. Um, A lot of injury stuff here. Um, Denver's still pretty healthy. They designated Brandon Johnson to return. That's just only notable. It'd be annoying for Mims. Um, For Houston, we've got Sheldon Rankin's limited Friday and questionable. Um, Dalton Schultz is out. Titus Howard is out for the season. Um, luckily, they're super deep at O-line and uh, got Juice Scruggs back recently, so that helps negate that one a bit. Um, Juice <laughs> that's, Scruggs? That's a, yeah, it's a wonderful name. He's that, The Houston Juice. Um, yeah. That receiver, they're banged up. Uh, Tank is questionable. He got a limited in Friday. I'm really unsure on him. Um, Noah Brown, I think, sits. He didn't practice all week. Yeah. He's questionable. Yeah. Um, And I think they, I feel like they'd really like to have him here because agreed. Denver is pretty man heavy in coverage, which they have Sertan, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm expect, I'm expecting Sertan to shadow Nico. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Like he's, they're the same archetype, and like I I think that that just makes too much sense to not do. I don't know. Like Vince Joseph's made some dumb choices this year, so maybe they don't do that, but. I, I think we're <laughs> going to see a lot of Sertan on Nico, just big body corner, big body receiver. Like yep. Nico's been crushing man. I think that's just kind of what you need to do. Um, and from there, like Noah Brown's been crushing man, but I don't think he plays. And so it's okay. No, don't Schultz. It gets to get that in matchup. So you're lying on kind of Revan Jordan behind him and then tank and, and tank. the running back. So if tank is good to go and plays, like he should get a ton of looks. Um, yup. And That's then, kind of
0: my like my thing is if both Tank and Noah Brown are out, then I'm probably gonna take Denver. Um, yeah, they pretty much need Tank to play for me to
1: yeah. take Houston. Um, it's a good running back matchup for Houston, and in theory, Singletary should do well. My concern is just the amount of work that we might see Pierce get. Like he might get more. Um, I think Singletary is still fine to use. Like he's still, I think, they're RB one. Just with the scheme they run. You you talked about that a lot early on. Um, but I'm not like super stoked for him DFS wise, just at the price point at this point.
0: I think this is potentially really risky. I think Singletary is very cheap and he's going to be very popular, but I don't love it. There's obviously like it's an easy run matchup, there's definitely the chance that he just smashes. But the way that the Texans run. I don't think matches up super well with with how the Broncos' run defense can be attacked, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, cuz I I pointed out the uh the power success being the worst matchup this week and you you were kind of going off that as your as your starting point a bit I think you mentioned.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm a little worried for the Texans this game. I'm probably going to be avoiding them a little bit. Because um, like you said, Nico is probably gonna have Sertan on him. I don't know about Tank Dell's health. If he is healthy and good to go, that does change a lot of things. But I'm not sure that he is. It's yeah, it's just a it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, like it's it's hard. Um yeah, he he's a good option if he goes. I, I think Brevin Jordan's actually worth considering. He was he was getting some work earlier in the year before Schultz really got acclimated, and he's Kind of the clear like tight end two behind Schultz, so I think he, he's men price. He's someone you can you can toss in in a solid tight end matchup, and you know like he'll, he'll be on the field and getting looks from C.J.
0: Stroud, so that's always a plus. Um, yeah, I mean he's a pure c- catcher. Yeah, like he can't block for shit. He is awful at yeah. blocking. Uh, I mean, I mean that's Miami another knock end. on the
1: run game too. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, but most of my ABU tight ends are not are not solid blockers. So, yeah, um, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, another knock on the run game is no Schultz. Um, for Denver, one thing that stuck out to me that was kind of weird. I think that their running back pass catching is gonna have to be a big factor here. Um, no, that makes sense. the The way Houston's defense is, their, their weakness is linebacker, and so. You either have to, like, get to that second-level running, which, you know, Denver wants to run a lot, or, you know, get the ball to the running backs in some space, hit the tight ends, which that's not really going to apply here. I don't want to endorse Adam Troutman. <laughs> um, Or their other option is, you know, getting... um, Mims the ball down the middle, like, hitting, hitting the safeties a bit, or um, Ju- Judy kind of in space in the middle, too. So the running back once I got to me just because of how much the running backs are getting the ball. And I guess specifically Javante just because he's a good tackle breaker. And I think that kind of doubles down into
0: the bad linebacker thing. And I yeah. The Texans Houston's, are really bad at tackling.
1: Yeah. I believe they're one of the worst or second worst, uh, just yep. behind the Panthers. So when you're between the Panthers and Jets in a metric, that means you're bad. Uh, uh, you're
0: bad. <laughs> Whatever bad. the metric is,
1: <laughs> it's not good. Now this is
0: Perryman's first game back after being suspended for a while. Oh, he's back! I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. So that does help. Yeah,
1: that's definitely still, a big boost for
0: sure. But I still think Javante—the one that the reason I I have a problem taking Javante is Samaje Peary. Yeah, because he has been in at the end of the game every single week for the past like three weeks now like he is russell wilson's pass pro guy and his security check down receiver
1: yeah and week 11 Savage got seven targets yep because that was against uh minnesota and you know they had to keep it going against cleveland last week when they controlled it it was all javante so I i think the premise is again back to tank if tank sits Denver has a better shot. Javante looks a little better. If Tank plays, maybe maybe not so much. We might have to see more Piran in. Yeah. That's kind of the flow chart, which is a little weird, but I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, because Samaje is the guy that they want in at the end of the game if they need this drive to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Yep. As which far sucks. as receivers
1: go for Denver, I don't... <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a strong league on a Denver receiver. It's just been kind of annoying this year. If Tank plays and the game shoots out, like one of them might probably go off. <laughs> so I I'm not as big on Sutton this week just because I I I don't think he matches up great against the Houston
0: corners. You think he'll have Steven Nelson or Derek Stingley? I'm kind of curious.
1: Um, probably some of both, but I, I think they're both fine matchups against him. I was I remember what I was seeing on on their coverage Houston, I believe. Okay, so Houston is a little more zone heavy than man heavy, but their corners are better in man. And so I think when they're in man, they're gonna hold Sutton down well. Like not like hold him like penalty wise, but like match up well against him when they're in zone. I think that kind of just benefits Judy more, and they've been weaker in zone. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's a, it's one of those weird balance ones of like when they play man, their corners are actually really solid in man on the outside. And that's kind of where, like, I think you want Sutton is when he can beat, like, an outside quarter in man.
0: I'm curious what they do, because if they don't want Russ to run the ball and do some little Russ scoots, then... Because he, he has been doing that. Mm-hmm. He's been getting, like, 30 or so rushing yards, but, you know, importantly, getting the first down with them. Yeah. I'm. Curious. That's interesting. I wonder if they start man and then go to zone, but that's...
1: Yeah, it's it's been like a, mi- a mixed kind of kind of balance. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I guess go- going zone will help stop kind of some of the rust running. But I'm I'm not sure what they're going to implement exactly here. So, yeah, and th- this is an interesting matchup that heavily depends on Tankdale's health.
0: Yeah, it's probably the most important pending injury this week, except for one more that I've got later I'll, mm. that I'll share.
1: Thanks all right, all right. That. Um, next up we've got Atlanta and the Jets. I think we can get through this pretty quickly. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: 33.5 total, land of favor by two. In DFS, I'm not getting to this game
0: unless it's a defense that I land on. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, I think that this is a fun showdown lineup <laughs> because you have four people to choose from. You have Atlanta's defense, the Jets' defense, uh, Atlanta's kicker, young Wei and the jets kicker greg zwerlin and then your fifth is just whoever you want because that'll be really cheap mm-hmm. um that's literally what i will be doing because those are the two best point scorers on these teams <laughs> yeah i am really upset that ritter is starting uh dude because he is that makes awful. two of us i don't know why they're not if heineke was starting i would be easily taking atlanta I don't really want to pick this game, I'll be honest, because it just makes me sad. I don't really want to watch it either. This one's a tough one.
1: Yeah, this one's tough because Atlanta, in theory, matches up well on offense against the Jets defense because Atlanta doesn't like use their receivers on the outside much. And that's what you that's what the Jets want to welcome. Yes. So the Jets are going to just sell out to stop the run, I imagine. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what you got to do. So if they can do that, if they can stop the run and Ritter has to throw, then the Falcons are fucked. Uh, That's how it's going to be. If, if Atlanta can get like any consistent ball movement. And I I think that Pitts and Joan are actually kind of a big factor in this. Not that I want to play them, but they're kind of going to be keys, especially Pitts here. I think if, if Pitts has a solid game, like that's kind of a key for Atlanta. Um, like Bijan will catch the ball a decent amount, I, I I believe. And like for the Jets, I think like Brees and Garrett are gonna be fine. I like Brees is questionable for what it's worth. But Yeah, I know. Um like Garrett Wilson, like Tim Boyle was competent enough to get him the ball enough, and Atlanta's defense has actually been pretty bad. So
0: yeah, I I I think, the Jets I think those Atlanta two are is so bad that like I still think Atlanta's gonna get pressure.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is Atlanta has no pass rush right now, man. It's it's non existent.
0: So they're gonna make the Jets O line is gonna make Atlanta's pass rush look like the Dallas Cowboys.
1: <laughs> that'd be you know, that'd be nice. Um so this is a tough one. I, I something in my gut said jets here and I'm not confident. Just mine cause. did too
0: when I wanna throw up. <laughs> Get it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. It's When the quarterback is that bad, I
0: guess that good of a defense, it makes me kind of lean the Jets here, but... Yeah. it For me, it was... If Heineke was starting, I would like Pitts and Bijan. And to be honest, a little bit of Jonu. But since he's not, I really don't know what to do with this game, and I'm probably just avoiding it. Yeah, I, ideally avoid it.
1: I'm just kind of going through it for sake of, like, yeah. season long. Yeah. But... Anyway, next up, we've got Indy at Tennessee. I'm not sure who I'm going in this game.
0: I think I'm going Indy. And the reason why is because even though JT is out, um, Zach Moss hasn't been a huge step back from JT in terms of running. But more importantly, Gardner Minshew's not afraid to air it out. We've seen the Titans pass defense be awful as of Mm -hmm. late. And he really likes Pittman. I think that both Pittman and Downs are in for big games. Like, I think we were just a week early on Downs. Mm -hmm. Um, This matchup makes a lot of sense for like, to me with him.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially like I was looking at Pittman, especially he should just crush. Like they play sides. So they're going to try to get Pittman on Fulton like as much as possible. And that's just certified banger territory right there. (laughs) Like, so yeah, he should just go bonkers. And, That's the thing. Like if basically if he gets his touchdowns and like Zach Moss doesn't score multiple, then Mm. Zach Moss doesn't go nuts here. But like if Zach Moss gets the two touchdowns or like it. So, okay, this is Zach Moss chalk week. That's just what it is. I hate it. But we're here. The problem is he's been good (laughs) this year and I hate it. But Tennessee's run defense isn't like stout anymore. Like efficiency Hasn't really been there. I guess like it's so, like the Pitt- Pittsburgh was efficient, but like Tampa, Jacksonville, Carolina haven't really been good. But like you don't expect Tampa and Carolina to be efficient run defenses. The volume's been there though, and the receptions have been there, which has kind of been what's gotten Zach Moss there regularly. Yeah. So if he finds the end zone once, he's probably fine. Like it's a wash. If he doesn't get the end zone, it's like you know mega fate of the year. Like you you win. If he finds the end zone twice, you need him. Like, that's got, like, it's all touchdown base with him for me here. Like, will he probably get us 100 yards? Like, there's a good chance on volume. But, you know, 100 yards, you know, based on your – you get your 13 points on DK, that's fine there. If you get a couple receptions, like, if he gets, 6 I'll say, 16 points, that's a solid day. Mm -hmm. At 4,600, that's pretty pretty good. But if he gets the touchdown and hits 20, then, like, you probably need him. Um Yeah, and especially gets two and gets like twenty six, like you definitely need him. So it's it's a weird thing of where like if he doesn't get there, it's probably because like Pittman and Downs actually score. So I'm I'm very torn on how I want to do how I want to do it this week. Like if you want to play the the Miami stack or one the one the one viable later stack, I think like you got to go Zach Moss to fit it. Right, but it's such a weird game theory thing. I'm stuck
0: on. No, I get it. Um. I'm I'm probably I'm a little off moss. I think that I want to wait just a week and see. Uh that's where I'm at. Thing is he he, he
1: crushed Tennessee earlier this year. Like that was the game that buried me because it was that was <laughs> Week against Tennessee and he got 165 yards and
0: two touchdowns or whatever. Yeah, but I'm a really big believer in the the second game. Flip, like flips the script That's true. kind of thing, and it is in Tennessee this time. That's like, so like one of my things is if you have a tight end in a good matchup against a divisional opponent, one of the games they're going to score a touchdown. If they don't score the first time, they're probably going to the second time, um, and then vice versa. If they score in the first outing, they might still be involved, but they're probably not getting the touchdown the second time around. It's very rare that you have. A player just dominate both times um mm-hmm. that's it's i don't know it's kind of that's more of like a mozzie take than like an actual bona fide statistical thing no that, that that tracks like you
1: have the adjustment and all that too they, they did play all the way back in week five so it has been a bit of a gap um if, if anthony richardson were in especially i'd feel a lot more comfortable fading zach moss just because right the russian touchdowns could go to him but it's yeah, maybe it's basically that's like... what
0: we're missing. Maybe gardner is the guy to get
1: Maybe honestly like i i was looking at like i think on super draft i was looking at this and i i ended up with gardner in a uh in an underdog draft and like one of the 12 team ones but like uh, a a minshu pitman downs or like even just skinny with like minshu Pittman hopkins like is interesting like I, I i do like hopkins a lot here too like he did well the first game I think I'll do one yeah, well again. Yeah, and is
0: um, one of the corners is out for for the Colts. for in Freddy Yeah, Juju Brents
1: is out, so it's um, it's actually I think it's actually the same corner group that they had the first time around. Hilariously, <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll double check it because I think I don't think Brents was playing that first matchup in week five either. Uh, let me look. Okay, never mind. He was. He was. Sorry. Um, because it was. Darnell Baker for a bit, and then Dallas Flowers. And those guys were both hurt. And so th- Baker came back, so it's been him and Jalen Jones on the outside. And Kenny in the slot.
0: Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And the first matchup was Tannehill, right? Yes. So that's another change. That's another reason I don't like Zach Moss as much. I'm not saying Zach Moss is a bad take. I just think he's going to be Huge chalk because he's really cheap with a lot of potential volume, but I really like Downs and I really like Pittman, and so that puts me on more of the passing game. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tough thing because like you're also counting on Tennessee to keep up, like not keep up, but push it. I should say the totals forty two right. and a half. indy's favorite by one here on the road. So like if if the passing game you know does its thing. The the next part is okay. Does does Tennessee keep up? And so if they do, like okay, you you can say I'll I'll stack this and go Pittman Hopkins. But then if they don't, it's like okay, like then Zach Moss will will get touches. And so it's a weird, yeah, choice. And that's why that's why I'm torn on it. Like I mean, I do I'll, like Hopkins. Yeah, like I'm gonna probably use one of like either like a receiver from the Colts or Moss. I'm just not sure which yet. Hmm. Like, I think like my initial lean is just, like, use Moss just right. so I can jam in Miami. And, like, it, it, might, it might be that, like, I might be overthinking at all, and it's just, how do you get Miami in this week? Or how do you stack Sanford and Philly this week? And <laughs> Moss is the skeleton key for that. And it's just, you know, that's what you have to take. But... Yeah. No, I get it. It's more that. It's not like a, I want... To play Zach Moss, it's (laughs) I need Zach Moss to play Miami that I want to play. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think one thing I will do is like toss one lineup in that is Miami and Washington without Zach Moss, just in case like i hit that game but then zach moss does suck and then
0: right like that's the one thing is if zach moss doesn't have a good game that eliminates probably 40 percent of the player pool
1: yeah like in single entry he's gonna be like so massively used yeah that it's it's a really interesting call of like game theory is like if you don't play zach moss it's like and he fails you are just instantly way ahead yeah exactly yeah it's it's a it's the one I'll be pricing through some tomorrow, um, but the rest of this game though. So t- talk to me about Downs a little bit and like what you're kind of seeing with him specifically.
0: Well, a big part of it is just Tennessee's secondary. Um, I've just sort of most of the year I've been kind of on that their inside slot game's not great. Um, but on top of that, just their corners aren't very good. They've been a pass funnel. Uh, <laughs> And I think Downs has really asserted himself as one of the guys. Yeah, he's got so, a ton of targets. Like, he just did good for it last week. Minchu fucking loves Pittman. So Pittman is basically matchup-proof at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
0: is a bad matchup, like, ten- for Tennessee, that is. Yeah, um, it's beneficial for Pittman, yeah. Yeah, it's great matchup for Pittman. So I kind of just like both of them here. I, I, I mean, because Downs is definitely started getting a boatload of targets. He didn't have a great last week, but it still wasn't even bad. He he had like 13 targets. He just only caught five of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he, he got like a lot of, ends. He, he got tackled like two yards of the end zone, got a target there that Minshew missed on us. Like, Oh my gosh. So oh, yeah, he almost got there last week too. Um, I want to talk about the tight ends briefly. Um, chig has been a little better against zone and indy's fairly zone heavy um he's he's been getting some better looks lately with with levison too um and uh the the matchup's decent there and for the colts so they kind of did something interesting last week they started will mallory at tight end and he got um he ran 21 routes That was by far a season high for him and he got uh just two catches on three targets for 29 yards 16 of them were after the catch um if they like do that again and end up with a consistent tight end he's just someone i'm kind of keeping an eye on in the sense mm-hmm. of you know we've been waiting to see a, a single tight end emerge at indie for so long it's just Seriously. never happened they've had so,
0: rotating just so many good potential big tight ends but none of them have really come on the scene
1: yeah and uh Will Mallory? Uh, surprise, surprise! Where do you think
0: you went? Oh, let's take a guess.
1: There's uh, pretty much two choices
0: here. Yeah, it's either Iowa or Miami, right? Uh, it's Miami. So there we go. And I was like, yeah. I don't think he went to Iowa because <laughs> I yeah. So remembered that
1: <laughs> big, big, old pass catcher guy. He was their fifth round pick this year. Um, so there we go. Yeah, yeah, he, he's someone I want to keep an eye on in terms of if they actually like keep him involved and whatnot. So, yeah. And then it is, like, a good matchup for Henry, adjusted line yards-wise. I'm just, I'm not, like, excited to use him here. Like, it's not, like, like last week seemed, like, about the ceiling.
0: And yeah. that was still not amazing. I'm, top I'm not super high on it. I don't think he has a bad game. Um, I still think they'll use him a good amount. I'm just not looking to Henry this week. mm-hmm, Same.
1: Which, yeah, last week he, he was pretty decent against Carolina, but, like, he got his two touchdowns, but he didn't get the 100-yard mark to give you that, like, huge, huge game. But he, he was good, though. Yeah. But next up, we're moving to the 4 p.m. slot. We've got Carolina at Tampa. There's a ton of injuries here, so I'm just going to start there. <laughs> uh, t- Tampa is missing um, White, David, Dean, and Mike Green. Um, that's Levante, David, David White, Jamal Dean. Godwin's a game-time decision. He didn't practice Friday with the neck designation. And then uh, Dennis Servokea, who is uh, Lamonte David's backup, is doubtful. So a lot of injuries there. And then for the Panthers, Hayden Hurst is out, and Tommy Trembles, doubtful. Um, Yvonne Bell is out. Um, Haynes, who's been playing at linebacker due to injuries, didn't practice Thursday. Limited Friday, he's questionable. And then Zavala went to IR. And, of and course, Corbett. all the coaching changes. Oh, and Corbett, yeah, he's he's out too, of course. So...
0: Shoo! Yeah. A lot of shit. There's a lot of shit in this game. Um, if the Panthers weren't so injured, I have to say, I like this as an upset spot. Uh... Yeah, I can see that one for sure, given, like, the post-coach thing. Yep. One of my things with coaches getting fired is if they liked... if they liked the, uh... the new guy a lot more already than the current head coach, which worked for, like, Pierce and a lot of others, then they're usually just better right away because they hated the other one so much. But with teams like this, it's usually the second week with the new coach that we see a big turnaround. And so we are week two now with Carolina, you know, post Frank
1: Reich. I thought he got fired last week. Or, right, he got fired last week after the Tennessee game. Are we? Pretty sure.
0: Which game? It was after the Tennessee game? Yeah, yeah that was right. last week. So. Oh. I would like it as a big upset spot then. I still am not against it though, because now we don't know how much they like this guy. So we'll guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's like the reason why is I think Bowles is gonna just go AFK during this game and just try to blitz Bryce the whole time. And I think he's really gonna get burnt for it. Because um, he's really bad at making defensive adjustments.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's kind of his whole thing as a head coach. They're missing so many guys that you mentioned, mainly Levante David and Devin White. So the middle of their field is just empty. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what Bryce Young looks like with a new coach that doesn't suck ass.
1: That only... fit
0: was so bad, man. God, it was awful. That made no sense. Just... <sighs>
1: Yeah, I, I subjected myself to watching Titans Panthers just to like, I, I watched the Panthers part of it just to see like, okay, how like bad is this around him? And man, he has negative help. The line sucks. Like Thielen's open sometimes and they're like, then no one else is ever open. The uh the Mingo thing where he like didn't adjust and then oh, pass the ball. That was so funny. And like Bryce is hitting dimes and like throwing guys open into like perfect windows. He is. At times too, it's, and then like, there's times where he's looking like lost and making mistakes he's never made, and then like, the the his drops like aren't matched up to the routes and timing, all that. It's
0: just not. There was just nothing working for him. It was a bad fit. Like so. this is something you and I have talked about. I don't know if I've said it on here, but it the worst kept secret in the league is that the uh Panthers were going to take Stroud. Yeah, and the owner wanted Bryce Young, and that's like. I actually don't hate that the owner wanted Bryce Young because we like Bryce Young. He's a good quarterback. But they brought in everything to complement Stroud's type of offense, which is more air yards and verticality. Like, they brought in Andy Dalton and Josh McCown as your quarterback coach. You bring in Frank Reich, who had the most success with, guess who, Nick Foles and Carson Wentz.
2: (laughs) Like,
0: this was supposed to be a vertical-style offense, And then they get young and it makes absolutely no sense because he's the opposite. He's more of like what I would refer to as your point guard. He's there to distribute the ball with precision Mm -hmm. and accuracy. So, like, the fact that they did that to themselves is so fucking stupid. And I'm hoping with a new coach just literally right out of the gate they're like all right let's make all of these obvious changes that we need to make here that haven't been made before Mm -hmm. yeah I'm hoping they just like
1: go simple like pick some good things to roll with this week and we see see some positive like changes for that so within the matchup itself getting to that it's a great spot for Adam Thielen the secondary for Tam has been terrible and you mentioned just the middle of the field being even more open, and that helps him. Um, injury-wise, like, Ian Thomas is a stream, I think. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I think he might be a banger. Yeah, like, with with the middle of the field that dead open, like, he's, like, the only tight end. And, like, the receivers aren't really earning targets outside of Thielen. I mean, so, he might be the best tight end three out there. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> he, like, he he got in the field and got a little bit of work last week after after the injuries. Um I would like the running backs if it was not a split and we had any indication where the other coaches were going to go. Like, last week was a pretty even workload. Chuba ended up doing better and got more catches. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, with with all those injuries, like, I know that first level is going to be tough, but the the receptions should be able to pay off. Um, it's not, right. like, amazing, but it's I think it's worth noting. But I, I, I think do Feele wish we Thomas had one of their guards in. Yeah, the O line being hurt kind of makes it a little tougher for me to get on board with the running
0: backs. Yeah, but but hey, no Von Bell. So if you get past the first level, <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, Tampa,
1: yeah. So should... that brings me to Rashad White, who should do well. I'm I'm a little bit weary just on like this game in general in Tampa, as we talked about. But the, the matchup for Rashad White's great. Like it is run funnel and like pass catching wise. It's, it's they were both. It's just been good for running backs against Carolina and they throw to white a ton. And he actually had a good, he actually had a good running game
0: too yeah, recently. So
1: yeah, like
0: what happened
1: efficient on the ground. That's kind of weird to see from, from <laughs> Rashad white. Um, Najee light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're both coming on at the same time. Yeah. Last week is the Colts 15 for hundred on the ground. That's crazy. Um, with Chris Godwin questionable mike i would love mike evans here just because of the amount of targets he's gonna get um yeah. i know carolina's been a run funnel but looking at their corners it's cj henderson and dante jackson who's who's 5'10 i think cj henderson's either 5'11 or 6 feet and you've got mike evans who's a mountain of a man <laughs> at receiver right. so yeah like yeah, he, it would just be in this
0: match like dante jackson is obviously their best corner and but he is a just a size mismatch for Mike Evans. Yeah, and we and we saw last
1: night what a size mismatch can do, even when you're good, <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh, DK man, DK. I, I, I know we didn't like. It wasn't the outcome we thought was most likely, but, like, I'm glad we at least mentioned it. Like, hey, this is a possibility,
0: because holy moly,
1: Gino like, actually hey, like hit him. DK
0: against man coverage, and the Cowboys exclusively run man coverage, so it's all on if Gino can hit him. <laughs> and he did. And <laughs> he, he did, did. finally. <laughs> and DK D- D- hit the fastest
1: top speed of anyone this year, too, on that. Fuck yeah. And it's funny, he did, like, he hits, like, his top speed and it's two strides for five yards i'm like right fuck me <laughs> it's stupid oh it's God. Like but, um, yeah but um okay yeah he's a lot of fun uh mr Nesquik. so anyway yeah <laughs> mike evans will get a lot of looks and then um yeah I, I was looking at the other receivers and i wasn't really feeling them a ton um but i do like Otten some in the middle of the field with all those linebackers out and bell out it'll
0: be more open for him there yeah well it's kind of a game i'm gonna avoid though
1: Oh yeah, for the, for the most part, I'm not feeling it. Maybe min price Ian Thomas, or if I if I decide to pop to Mevins, if God, if we find out Godwin's out, but not not really feeling this. I, I think I think Ian Thomas is like the main one. Like yeah. I do like Adam Thielen, but the opportunity cost this week is like okay, he's 66, but then you know Pittman's 71 and Ayuk 72. Like right. I would rather just do that, and like Hopkins is 61, so.
0: I mean, maybe in me. DK it's tough, just because I mean, Thielen's gonna get what fifteen targets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked a ton at like roster percentage, but if, if he's not if he's not popular,
0: I think that's definitely a good way to go. You know what? That's why Reich got fired because he only had three targets last week. Honestly, that's a fireable offense. That is a fireable their
1: game. Offense. Their game plan was a fireable offense. I was watching that and I was just unsure of what the the goal was of any play <laughs> at any point. I'm like. How is this supposed to work?
0: It was bad. So, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. But, H- happy for Bryce Young,
1: though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Next up, we've got uh, San Fran at the Eagles, speaking of being free. Uh, oh, yeah, brother. We both have Philly here, and what is an upset, surprisingly
0: to us? Uh, San Fran favored by three on the road here, and a uh, 48 total. This is the dumbest Vegas spread. I do not understand this whatsoever. There is no way that Philly should be home underdogs. Not only are they 10-1 and with their only loss coming to Zach Wilson in what is clearly a fluke game. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But more importantly, the Niners' defense just does not match up well against Philly. Mm -hmm. I have been saying this forever. I don't think it mattered if Purdy was playing in the NFC Championship game. It's going to be closer. Absolutely. This isn't going to be a blowout, but Philly's offensive line completely neutralizes the good aspect of the Niners' defense. The Niners' defense has a terrible secondary with an elite front seven. They are an amazing pass rush team, Mm -hmm. but their secondary sucks ass. So what happens when you put them up against an O-line that can protect their quarterback from, I don't know... Five hundred Mongolians on horseback. I don't (laughs) like. (laughs) I would still trust those five to protect Jalen Hurts from the three hundred Spartans marching towards them. Okay, like they're they're not gonna sack Hurts. And what like. (laughs) we're talking about an awful secondary. AJ Brown is about to absolutely destroy this team. I don't understand this spread whatsoever. I am so confident in Philly winning this. And I'm not saying like San Fran's not going to put up a fight because they also have their offense, which is going to look a lot better, but like the Eagles offense should cook. Yeah. Like they match up so
1: well, against (laughs) the Philly defense, like they they are going to be able to have the time to beat the secondary. And yeah, that's, that's the key is that if, if the AJ Brown Devonta Hurts IU like game stack wasn't just like stupid expensive, I could <laughs> I would do it, but it's not. It's feasible. Really not feasible. Yeah, yeah. it's expensive um, as hell. Yeah, I'm, yeah I yeah like I'm with you. The like Philly fast game should go nuts here. Um, AJ Brown, of course, I like Devonta as well. Um, especially like if Armstead's out too, that just makes it even even juicier. Oh yeah, he, he's questionable right now. I think I think it's an actual questionable too. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, for Philly, uh, Cox hasn't practiced all week. He's questionable. Uh, Cunningham's out a linebacker, and uh, Justin Evans at safety's not quite back yet, and Goddard's uh, doubtful to make it back yet. But he, he was seen on the practice field, at least. That's a
0: hey. a
1: step. Um, no Cunningham at linebackers. Big missing linebackers against uh, Sanford only really sucks. I, I like a Iucalide here. I think we both love Kittle in the matchup here, too. Yeah, this is yeah, a so, Kittle game. Absolutely. Th- yeah, that's been a good way to attack Philly, and then just i i Uke has been smashing plus matchups and this is one of those and they're gonna have to keep up so yeah
0: no i think it's more likely this game hits the over um which i just saw that you put in there as well yeah
1: yeah i was on it at forty six and and a half. 48's a little tougher but
0: i still think they'll hit that that's 24 24 um and i think this yeah, game does probably hit the 31 to 28 uh at least in my opinion, because I like, Ayuk, yeah. I like Kittle. I don't, I mean, I even kind of like Debo to be honest. Cause I think they're just going to have to throw a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, we I mean, didn't mention CMC, but he's in play every week, of course. Absolutely, he's, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Listen, if you're wondering if you should sit CMC, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of the funny things though, and it's another reason why I'm taking Philly. We got two Jakes in this matchup. Yeah. <laughs> A Tale of Two Jakes. We have Jake the Chad Elliott for the Eagles, and we have Jake the Virgin Moody for the Niners. And I call them that because Jake Elliott made a fucking 59-yard field goal to keep them alive versus the Bills, whereas Moody has He's missed 30-yarders in easy situations. So, well, like, uh, What in a terms great third-round pick. Right. God. I, we just hate that pick, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to take it out on Moody, but, it's you know... Big. That was a dumb fucking pick. And if the game comes down to field goals, I'm absolutely taking the Eagles' side on that.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent
0: stupid. But yeah, this is a banger matchup. I'm excited for this game.
1: Yeah, th- this is like what Like this is the other game of the week that's actually like solid. I want to stack this or the Dolphins. Yeah. So. Yep. Juicy one here. Like, there's not much to break down just because it's if pretty but, straightforward. I kind of think everyone's a of in
0: good. Play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would mention Swift as a banger as well. The only problem with Swift is just if they get downed at the one, it's going to hurt.
1: Yeah, he he, time. he gets choked out of touchdowns a lot. Like, yeah. in theory, if you think they can get ahead enough, Swift makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to be able to take their foot off the gas enough. I'll, I think I'll wait another week on Swift just because it's – even if he's running efficiently, we saw it last week like he can still get kind of phased out if the passing's rolling and they're kind of in a shootout. Right. So like, let's see Cowboys next week. That's tougher too. But like against the Seahawks and like the Giants and the Cardinals, the three weeks after, like, oh. then we're then we're really in Swift territory, I think.
0: And then we'll be Swifties.
1: Yeah. So, DeAndre yeah. Swifties. So yeah, I, I I'm we'll wait a little bit on Swift, especially with all the running back options this week. Right. So yeah, fun game here. But next up, I think we've got like the game. I just have absolutely no clue on this week with Cleveland at the Rams. Uh, I guess I'm taking the Rams, but it's tough. Uh, We're going to have Flacco back in our lives here. Um, So injury wise, Marquise Goodwin and uh, Ward are out for Cleveland. DTR is of course out as we're getting Flacco. Uh, Cooper is expected to play through his rib injury. And then for the Rams, Quinton Lake is out. He's kind of nickel safety. Mostly nickel lately, so that's been putting Kobe Durant in at uh, in the slot, our our, lo- our favorite name guy, yeah. and then Mike Michael Hoke, whatever, um, one of their outside linebackers, uh, didn't practice all week, but he's questionable, so this is a weird game.
0: Yeah, and probably one that I don't want much to do with. In all honesty, I will say, uh, with Denzel Ward being out. That opens up the pass game a little bit. I actually really think that Kyron Williams is going to be good again. Yeah, he's just getting so many touches
1: and a lot of high leverage touches too.
0: Yeah, I I don't think you really want to pass much on Cleveland, but with Ward out, they'll be able to, which will open up the run game. And I think that's what they want to do. I think they want to run the ball. I think they'll pass enough to keep the defense honest so that they can run more effectively. I'm guessing that they use Kyron Williams a lot, mm. and he'll be expensive. But I also don't think he'll be that popular, which is kind of why I wanted to mention him.
1: Yeah, like he's just getting touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. Yeah. So <laughs> he 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 went bonkers last week. Him him and Jalen and Gabe Davis just kind of carried me last week. It was oh beautiful.
0: God, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he can get like 38 points.
1: Um, he got like 40 on DK or something. Yeah, just car- carried my ass. So it was it was lovely. It was lovely. Um, so I I do kind of like Cooper here. I think Flacco can actually get it to him. But one thing I thought was hilarious: we're getting the Flacco Elijah Moore connection revived from the Jets. <laughs> I, so I thought you'd appreciate that. that. And the slot is the easier matchup. It um, is. And like, you know, sorry, Kobe Durant, we love your name, but you're not, you know, you're not suited for the slot that much. So I think it's like, when I play him, I don't know. But like, he's going to be at the slot, getting the easier matchup with a guy who has thrown to him a lot
0: before. How much is he on DK? Well, he, so he's a PPR machine.
1: Yeah, so he is like thirty six. I think. Let me look because he was like a hundred too expensive to fit into a lineup I really wanted. Um, he's thirty five. If he were thirty four, there was a lineup I really loved with him. I'm like, ah, dang it! But damn,
0: I I, I think he's a fine option. I kind of do too. I mean, he just gets receptions like crazy.
1: Yeah, he, he's been doing a little better the last like few weeks too. Nine seven and seven targets, um, and I know obviously we're looking at Flacco instead of DTR, but I don't think that hurts his target load.
0: No, I don't either. Cause I mean, Amari it... Cooper said that Joe Flacco, like watching him throw, was like watching poetry in motion. So <laughs> maybe we, it, this is the Flacco game.
1: We we get like I mean, last year he had like one solid game when he was healthy that worked out right. So. I, and it was against the Browns. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, they had 31-30. Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> god, that was funny. And I believe yep. Elijah Moore had a good game that week. Um oh, I no, Garrett, oh, Garrett Wilson, Wilson did. That was right. It might have been the year before. But I'm it was Garrett Wilson Elijah in the slot. Moore. Yeah, it was.
0: So it was. Yep, I remember. <laughs> he was in the slot most of the game because they still had Corey Davis.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so two two years ago. Uh, 2021 was the the Joe Flacco peppered Elijah Moore that everyone wanted it. He got the eight for 141 and a touchdown. So he will pepper Elijah Moore if he needs to, <laughs> which I think is yeah. Just kind I think it's a fine stream
0: consideration uh, along with uh, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, <laughs> even the Roku channel. Pretty much anything, any other thing besides this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. I don't have any Rams lean. Like I think, like you can roll with you know Puka and Cup and Kyron. Oh, Cup's been kind of
0: tough. He hasn't like been right. Yeah, he's not healthy. He's nah. clearly not healthy. And I think he's just going out there because he's a really good decoy and he's just kind of working on shit. But um, I mean, my Rams lean is probably Kyron Williams.
1: Yeah, I we think we're gonna they're gonna control it and stuff.
0: Yeah. Which I'm not sure. I, again, this game, I've got, like, no real feel on. I don't either. This could be, I mean, the Browns' defense could still just dominate, and this is just an ugly, low-scoring, trash game. Yeah, or but, it'd be hilarious if it shot out with Flacco. That would be awesome. I would, again, that this would, has such a wide range of outcomes. That would be entertainment. Stafford and Flacco in a battle for the ages. How much, is Flacco? Dead.
1: How much does Flacco cost? He's 4.6. Oh, my God. So pretty dang cheap. Um. He yeah. He's the cheapest starting quarterback this week. It looks like. So yeah.
0: Well, guess we're doing a Flacco stack.
1: <laughs> the Flacco stack
0: <laughs> Go grab but. a snacko.
1: Flacco <laughs> for Flacco. But um. <laughs> anyway, next up we got our Sunday night game, Kansas City at Green Bay. We're both taking Kansas City here. Uh, totals forty two and a half. Kansas City favored by six. Uh, injury wise, Bolton's still out, not quite back yet um mckinnon is questionable for this game and then for green bay aaron jones is out uh stokes is doubtful uh jair is questionable i i list him just because he's you know missed a lot questionable on questionables we thought he might play yeah. yeah and then uh rob robert rochelle has had dnps um but he's questionable he that's relevant just for if jair sits that then be more corner depth out um and then also, this is a random one. I wanted to note they added uh, the Chiefs added Keontae Ingram onto their practice squad, and I was like, that seems like something to keep an eye on, like in case injuries pile up. Just to yeah, you no, know, I feel like he's a good fit for their system.
0: He absolutely is. He kind of runs like Pacheco, but he catches yeah. like uh, like McKinnon. You know, yeah, I think he's a good fit for them there. So I, I, I like that addition. This is also kind of a weird game. I don't think Kansas City's going to blow them out of the water. That w- Which was my initial thought. My initial thought was Kansas City's going to blow them out of the water. But now I don't think that's the case. In fact, I might even take Green Bay to cover. I, And that's mostly because I think that Kansas City just sort of comfortably is in the lead most of the game. And then at the end, Green Bay might score and make it sort of close, like backdoor cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of just on this being a Kelsey-Pacheco game.
1: yeah. I yeah I like Pacheco a lot here. He's kind of my banger in this one. Um, yeah. That's kind of the best way to beat the Packers is to kind of consistently run on him. So. It makes
0: sense. Mm-hmm. I also like uh, Rasheed Rice. I did want to mention him. Just from some of the routes he was running last week, I do think that he he gets a lot of those, I don't know what you would call them, Just like shallow crosses or slants. They, they set him up for Yak a lot. Like that's his yes. forte, yeah. And that's really nice against the Packers because they're they're a perimeter defense. They have a really good like outside, but their interior is garbage. Yeah, so they're getting in the red. slide a lot. Yeah, right. So like, if Rashi is just catching things over the middle and yakking them, I don't think he's got a huge ceiling yet. But I do think that he's probably like a very fine play, especially for just like standard lineups.
1: Yeah, for sure. I play. He's a solid option. Yeah. And like this will be a showdown too, so That's true. It'll be we have to we have to kinda try to identify there. On the on the Green Bay side, where where are you at here? Because like Aaron Jones is out, so we'll have the AJ Dillon feature. Are you into him at all with Bolton?
0: No. No, no. <laughs> either, Me neither Not at all. <laughs> He's like the I... opposite of what I want against the Kansas City Chiefs run defense. Like he won't be able to fit between Chris Jones and Derek Naughty. Like <laughs> they Depends have some areas, huge <laughs> guys <laughs> on their defensive line. He won't be able to fit through them, man. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I would like Aaron Jones. Yeah, a little bit I narrower would. of a frame.
1: <laughs> yeah, Aaron Jones makes a lot of sense for this matchup. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Dylan's the type of running back to to want against Kansas City. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, at receiver. I do you think Christian Watson keeps it going this week? Cause like he should be able, like, like I'm not on read this week. If they have McDuffie in the slot, let me see what, okay. Fucking the chiefs keep changing up their fucking like coverage on the receivers. (laughs) And I can never keep track of who's where. So, okay. Let me see where everyone was last week. So last week, McDuffie was mostly in the slot, but he played some out wide and he played some in the box. Sneed was all all, out wide. Sneed stays out wide. That's the consistent one. And then they've kind of mixed Watson and Williams outside the rest. So it's a weird
0: kind of combo of how they do shit with their corners. It's very annoying. If I had to guess, Sneed will definitely be with Watson. And then McDuffie is going to be around like Dobbs and Reed. I think that they use him. If you're... Second best receiver is your slot receiver. He's absolutely going to go in the slot. Um, yeah,
1: I, I'm a little unsure. Like, yeah, if we'll be on Reed or Dobbs more.
0: D- Dobbs gets some slot work, doesn't he?
1: Uh some. It's mostly Reed in the slot. But they mostly... don't they don't put Dobbs in there a lot. So it it's it's a tough one. I I don't. Hmm. I, I could see them just putting him on Dobbs too, because I feel like that's a decent matchup on it. That's. But...
0: I think that he'll be on Dobbs if I had to guess.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Kansas City is really tough to decipher on what they do with their corners. It's annoying. Because, I mean, as, as a smart team should, they change it up every week based on the matchup. Right. It just so makes it kinda, annoying for us. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I mean, like, size-wise, he's, like, almost an exact match for Jaden Reed. Right. So I, I could see that. And, like, like, that's the thing is, like, then you, like, you know, Snead like Sneed on Watson, I think, makes the most sense. Yes. And then that would leave Jalen Watson
0: for Dobbs. Which would be a win for Dobbs there. That's what I'm curious about is whether or not they just put McDuffie in the slot because they also have um, Reed running out of the slot, but they also have Dontavian Wicks. Mm-hmm. And he kind of is just a gadget guy. But yeah, he kind of just shuffles it around depending right, on. Right. You, know. you don't really want him in space with the ball in your hands. So oh, that, that might leave Dobbs open.
1: Yeah, this, this is a tough. tough one. I don't have like an amazing lane. With the one with Watson is interesting because like if like okay. He can definitely beat the matchups on it, but does Sneed just hold him?
0: <laughs> oh, I I mean he's going to mm-hmm. hold him a good amount. But he still might break free.
1: Yeah, Watson is just fun in showdown, like in the sense of like he can he can do what DK did in a given game. Right. And just go bonkers at once. So, you know what? Fun.
0: I think they are gonna put McDuffie more in the slot now that I think about it. Because I've also seen Watson hit the slot a couple times, and if you have Watson get a slant from the slot, you need a really good corner there, or he could house that.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, Watson actually like gets a pretty even mix around. so... Right. and like. He's a huge size mismatch on McDuffie but McDuffie's a good corner. Right.
0: Yeah, no exactly. And he'll play the ball more than the receiver, which is what you need when you're playing against Jordan Love. So that kind of makes me like Dobbs. Cuz if I think McDuffie isn't going to be on Dobbs much this game and he's going to be on what's his name, Watson. Yeah.
1: Then Yeah, that's yeah, th- kind of where I'm with it, I think. Yeah. Like I'm not like I, th- I think Reed gets a lot of McDuffie. So that makes sense size-wise. Right. And like Reed has
0: been balling with too, so like it's not like a waste or anything. Like Reed's been good, so no, exactly. You have to account for Reed. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm curious what they do, but I think that that'll be my official prediction is that they will use McDuffie more in the slot work.
1: Yeah, and like he, he's a good tackler too. So yeah, I'll, like on the Watson now too, like that's important to have on that. So because Dobbs is like six two, I feel like in my brain I think of him as as a smaller guy, but he is six two. So.
0: Yeah, no, I do too. I have, to, I always have to remind myself that. So
1: this is this is an interesting game. I may I may kind of come back to this and like put out some notes online if I see something else I missed. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm I do like we're taking Kansas City. I do think there is a chance though that they don't cover. They've been not great against the spread. So
1: they've been they did they've
0: been kind of weird this year. Yeah, they did cover against uh, the Raiders. So that was like. Well, yeah,
1: that would that's a given. Patrick Mahomes kind of just owns the Raiders mostly. <laughs> he kind of owns the division, but yeah. Although, hey, Denver finally got owned this week, or this year. Yeah. So. yeah. But um, last week, we'll close on on the Monday night game. Since he had Jacksonville um, on what is unfortunately a bummer with no burrow here. Yeah. Taking Jacksonville, 38.5 total. Jacksonville favored by 8.5. Um, T. Higgins is back. Um, For Jacksonville, the main thing is ETN's questionable. I think he's going to play. It's a chest thing that and I, I think he's kind of said he's expecting to play, or it's ribs or something, so it's a
0: pain-tolerance thing at this point. Right. Ribs Ribs can be kind of tricky because there's, if it's really bad, you can't really breathe.
1: Yeah, it was chest, and then it switched to ribs, so I guess just, like, sternum area.
0: <laughs> right. So I, I'm expecting he'll play. They'll put him in one of those Kevlar Vest kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think this game is pretty much, like... Occam's razor if ETN is playing he should probably be your showdown captain Cincinnati's terrible at depending the run and tackling um <laughs> uh, yeah ETN the the Chargers not the Chargers the Jaguars kind of live and die by the play action so if ETN is cooking then the whole offense is cooking yeah
1: yeah um someone I want to mention for showdown is Dernis Johnson he's yep. the RB2 now um, he got some work last week with with uh, ETN a bit banged up. Um, we mentioned this at the start of the year that like it was gonna be more Darius Johnson than Tank, and that has kind of been the thing. T- Tank's just not that guy, at least not yet. I don't know if he will be or not, but was not big on him. Yeah, that has been correct. ETN is super good. Um, but yeah, Darius Johnson is is the RB two currently, so he's we're keeping an eye on in the showdown. For aspect, sure. um I so I was, I'm desperate at quarterback in in a superflex league, and I was looking through my options, and someone had, someone dropped Jake Browning. I'm like, okay, I'm like, he's got, Jamar, he's got T, he's got Boyd, he runs some. I'm like, he's definitely a better option than I'm like looking through. I'm like, it's obviously like Boyle, Flacco, Zappy, and Browning. I'm like, Browning's my favorite of those. Yes. Probably absolutely. Browning and then one of Zappy, Flacco, and then Boyle last.
0: <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah, no, I I don't really want to bet this game because it seems like a really easy way to lose money.
2: <laughs>
0: I could definitely see Cincinnati covering I don't really see them winning, but I don't want to take Jacksonville minus eight and a half. Jacksonville hasn't really looked dominant much this year. Um, Yeah, I'll do like a showdown, but in terms of money line over under and spread, I'm staying so fucking far away from this. Because even though Browning isn't Burrow, he still has fucking Jamar Chase and he still has T. Higgins. So like they're going to probably get a touchdown or two yeah
1: and like jacksonville barely held on last week i know the the crossbar <laughs> and the football angle saved them and they're thankful as a backup kicker like right it was s- skin of their bacon however you want to turn the phrase um <laughs> i mean yeah they've not really been a been a dominant team so like i think they'll win this one but i'm not expecting them to like dominate per se like i think since since he'll stick around a little more than they probably should
0: yeah and i think that's kind of the mark of a good team is they're supposed to beat up you know inferior opponents and i don't really think jacksonville is all that good of a team um i don't think they're bad but they they are unfortunately kind of a one trick they live and die by this play action game and i actually mentioned down here if ETN didn't play, like doesn't play, and I think he does, but if he doesn't play, um, I actually could see an avenue for Cincinnati winning this, which I think is hilarious. Because if they if they can't run the ball, they don't have an offense.
1: Yeah, like uh, Cam Robinson <laughs> went on IR. That's why I was trying to like yes. double check. And yep. so they yeah. have a
0: left tackle now and Walker Little, who's terrible. And both Hubbard and Hendrickson are playing.
1: Yeah, and Cincy (laughs) has good corners. So, like, if Burrow's in, like, this is an easy Cincy pick for me. Yeah. Because, like, the Cincy defense matches up well against Jacksonville, I think. The Jacksonville defense is just kind of, like, even across the board to me. Um, I believe Tyson Campbell's going to be back here.
0: That's probably. So. Yeah. I I mean, I'm with you. If Burrow was playing, I'd be taking Cincy here. I, I think my official pick for this game is Cincy cover. Jacksonville probably still wins, but I, I think I like the Cincy cover bet the most.
1: Yeah, I, because I mean, last <laughs> last week was Pittsburgh. Like that's they're a good defense. That's tough. They're an infinitely
0: better defense than Jacksonville. So,
1: yeah, like this will be this will be kind of fun to see. Like, I think this will be a more accurate representation of what we can expect the rest of the year from Cincy, just because you no. Know, they're, they're healthier around Browning
0: now. Yeah.
1: So I, again, if ETN plays, he's he's the smash. If he plays, yes. Don't, I don't. I don't want to make, I want to revisit that just so it doesn't sound like we're like saying Jacksonville's going to lose or anything. But, <laughs> yeah, ETN should smash if he's in. Yeah. If he does sit, I love Darius Johnson. Um, right. and even if even with ETN, I think Darius Johnson's uh worth a showdown look. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. Mm-hmm. He was good in uh.
1: on the browns yeah yeah Yeah, he he balled whenever uh like chubb was
0: out and stuff so yeah Uh, one more prayer for chubb man while we're on it
1: i was i was looking through um some brown stats and i was looking at like yards per run run against man and chubb was number one on the list i think it was (laughs) was, i don't know or zone, but i think it was man i was just like oh my god chubb's so good man um yeah before we close out i want to talk about some game environment stuff real quick just because i feel like that's more of like an all-encompassing thing than game breakdown um so miami at washington or, or that one's in miami yeah. miami versus washington um the pace isn't amazing but the neutral pass rate is insane these teams both pass so much in neutral pace um which i don't think it will be but they both pass a lot in general um so the, the pass rate's nice and i think we're gonna see washington playing catch up Yep. um we actually have a great pace in chargers and patriots um
0: <laughs> what a the waste best,
1: it's the best pace of the week which is kind of funny um so that kind of makes the defenses interesting in that regard like at least with the charge defense if you if you want to kind of go after zappy there but that's just i don't think i want to go there but it, it gives you more plays for a, a deep option on like a new england receiver guyton to hit i think is more so where i'm at with it Mm -hmm. um on the bad front actually interestingly enough is san fran and philly they're the worst pace and on on the lower end of neutral pass rate um interesting yeah which is kind of like the pace makes sense they're both generally run heavy this might be more of a contextual one of like the pass matchup is so nice for both that it might kind of flip a bit. But I think I think that is worth noting just in the general sense of like these teams in their elements want to kind of milk some clock. Yeah, and they both are going to have to
0: play outside their comfort zone.
1: So I, I don't know if that's going to pull me off stacking the game, but I think it's just kind of something noting maybe tiebreaker-wise. Um, Denver-Houston is poor pace and by far the worst neutral skip pass rate. <laughs> um, that's going to be, that's going to be buoyed by Denver there for sure. Right. But, um, it was worth noting on that. Um, I think that game's getting some popularity actually, but that's not a good
0: environment there at all. No, I'm staying as far as fuck away from that game as I can actually. I really mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. I think there's a chance Stroud throws like three picks.
1: He finally had some regression in the, the other game with yeah. some, some picks hitting, but the, the Philly San Fran one's really interesting to me with that with that pace. I wouldn't have guessed that. Um Philly's total pace is way higher than their neutral pace, or like way faster just because of how some of the games have gone. They always end up behind, which like that's kind of a fun way to do it too. Like San Fran is kind of notorious for getting out of the gate hot too. So like right. we, we could like if we see Philly get into catch up mode and then they, you know, pull ahead because Shannon gets too conservative, something like that. I don't know. But
0: <laughs> We've seen it before.
1: Yeah. I I think the 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 pace note in this one is is interesting, but I don't think it's as important as just the matchups being juicy. If anything, it may tell you, hey, just play IU or just play Brown instead of a full stack if anything, but it's not like you can full stack this game anyway. It's too expensive. No,
0: yeah, you wouldn't have any money to for likely your last two slots. Yeah, it's it's real tough to stack. So but
1: anyway, this was this was a doozy. Um even with six teams on by there's a lot to go through just because of how weird a week it is. Um thank you all for tuning in. You can find us online at mozzieandhemusscle.com and on Instagram at Mozzie and the Muscle. You can find us on Twitter at Mozzie and the Muscle and please share this with a friend so we can uh, grow the pod and go strong to twenty twenty four. So thank you for tuning yeah. in and we'll be back soon.